Welcome to Notes from the North with Kyle and Sam. Welcome back to Notes from the North, Kyle and Sam here. And uh, I just, I'm sure there's lots of words to describe last night's game, but uh, just feels really disappointing the way that that ended up uh, coming. Because again, it felt like not a perfect game by far. Uh, A little bit of um, some memories from early in the season in terms of the turnovers, uh, but Mm -hmm. still felt like a relatively... Uh, encouraging game from the Vikings, at least from my perspective. But um, yeah, just the way the game ends matters a lot. And uh, in the end of the day, Denver comes out on mm-hmm. top. Yeah, I mean that's basically right. I mean, Vikings are now six and five, five game winning streak. Luther ends you know, with the loss. You know, it made me think of Week One against the Buccaneers, in that you're basically going against a thoroughly average team. Nobody should be scared of the Buccaneers. You know what I mean? Like there, there, there are really good players in that team, but nobody should be scared of the Buccaneers. Now, now with Baker Mayfield as a starting quarterback, and similarly, no one should be scared of the Broncos. You know, they're at best an average team. Russell Wilson is not who he used to be. They do have excellent players, no doubt about it. Denver has some excellent talent. Nobody should be scared of these guys. And so the Vikings are the superior team. They weren't yesterday. Uh, they got beat, I guess, last night. Um, you know, and obviously it's the turnovers, right? Like, so you basically, you play against a team that you're not expecting to, like, totally mop the floor with them. This isn't some historically awful team or anything like that. But you're looking at the situation as one where the Vikings, even with all the injuries, even without Davenport and Jordan Hicks and Caleb Evans and Justin Jefferson and Kirk Cousins, you know, go down the line, yeah, Crimey River, right? Like, even without all those players, the Vikings have kind of shown recently that they're still quite a competent team. And the coaching staff has really been doing an excellent job, um, which I think we've discussed. I know I've been critical of a few different things here and there, but recently the Vikings, like, the coaching staff has just been top tier. And so I would think that uh, you play this game 10 times, Minnesota wins eight or nine times, probably maybe that's too bold, maybe that's too optimistic. But it just there's a sense that just Minnesota was just a better team, frankly. Uh, and by committing those three turnovers, you had the Dobbs fumble, the Dobbs interception, and the Madison fumble, I think, was really the one that hurt really, really bad, I think. If you're a Vikings fan, and if you're within that team and, and, and part of the coaching staff, uh, I believe Sam, that's in the third quarter. The Vikings are up, I think, 17 to 9. And so do the math. That's an eight-point game, which an eight-point game, you're basically saying, you know, you basically have to be perfect to tie it on your next possession, score a touchdown, get a two-point conversion. Um, and we and we did see later on in the game, not that the math was the same by that point, we did see Denver go for a two-point conversion and be unsuccessful, right? So uh, kind of underscoring the point that an eight-point cushion is not bad, especially as you're, you're driving the ball, you're driving the ball, you're driving the ball. And by that point in the game, the Vikings have been doing a very good job of controlling the clock. It was kind of... There was kind of this sense that the Vikings were in control of the game. But they just quite, hadn't quite put them away. You know, I think back to when they were up 7-3 to three, and they're kind of deep in the red zone. And I'm sitting there watching with my wife and I'm saying, man, they cannot settle for three points here. Like, like getting... Like, going... 10 to 3 versus 14 to 3, it's just an entirely different feel. 
Uh, and then in that 17 to nine moment in the third quarter, you know, the Vikings obviously did not get a touchdown. They kicked the field goal. Then you go to 17 to nine and you think, man, if you add on seven more points, right? 24, I believe Sam doing mental math here. So, I mean, that, that is quite a commanding lead given how well Flores has had that defense playing. So, Oof, that the, the the Madison fumble was very very deflating, I would say. Um, but then you kind of yeah, that kind of micro example of a poor play and something disappointing. You step back as a whole, you know, losing the the turnover battle three nothing. And you think too, yeah, those two Josh Dobbs Bosch snaps, right? And he recovered both. And so, you know, when you see that happen, the 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 real concern is that you lose possession of the football, but. Those are just wasted downs. That's like, you know, it's the equivalent of handing the ball up to Madison and getting stuck to the line of scrimmage or an incomplete pass or when that like ends up being a minus one. So like those are huge plays for the defense. Um, so even if they weren't the backbreaking turnover, they're still really poor outcomes. Uh, and so far, it's a wasted down. It's a wasted chance to accomplish whatever, right? Before anything can even happen. So, um, just a lot of really poor mistakes. Uh, an instance of the Vikings, the better team, uh, really not taking care of, you know, as Dustin Baker said in his piece there in VT, just football one-on-one, just basics, man. Uh, it's all about the ball. It's always about the ball. Every single game's about the ball. Uh, the Vikings just did a very poor job in that regard. Yeah. it. I felt like early on it felt like, again, one was surprised that Madison was in the game um, to begin yeah. with, with the injury, yeah. but uh, started off and played quite well at the start. Like he was, he looked really yeah. good, um, yeah. but it has been a bit of a story this, this year with the fumbles and uh, there is, there's turnovers and no turnovers are good turnover fumbles just feel really sucky. Um, yeah. But there's also just the situation of it. And like you said, up 17-9, chance to make it a two-score game, and you lose it. And uh, it's just, it's hard. And I, yeah. again, I do feel like there was a lot of good things about this game. Uh, yeah. I know that there was a lot of conversation. Uh, I don't know how much you watch of, of pregame football, but... Nothing. Uh, sorry? Zero. zero. I got zero interest in that. But it's, yeah, okay, keep going. It, well, it's interesting. I I find I I uh, it just depends on kind of what I'm I'm doing. But there was a lot of conversation about Josh Dobbs, and he has gotten a lot of attention NFL yeah. wide. Um, oh yeah, definitely. and I think this is like that first game. It's just kind of like you know what, just it was just kind of you you jump in and you're you're flying by the seat of your pants. Um, yeah follows it up with another great performance and it did feel a little bit like okay like what's going to happen tonight is this is this gonna is this run gonna keep going and mm-hmm. again i don't think he played uh poorly um mm-hmm. but man it just I, I don't know i i'm 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 interested to see because again we've got one more game before the bye week um, yeah bears bears at home yeah. how how they respond here, but um, I maybe I'm. Can we, can we talk about that point though a little bit though with Dobbs? Well, I was going to ask ha- a little how bit he's played. That. Yeah, yeah. So the idea is okay. So we talked about this last pod. Dobbs had a magnificent second quarter against the Saints. 
and then really had a poor second half. And then you go into this game, and I, I think I basically agree with you. It was neither a disastrous nor a phenomenal performance. Um, the last drive in particular is very disappointing. Uh, a lot of small details being off. And uh, even from just having to, you know, burn through those timeouts in the way that you did as a result of Jordan Addison knocking that first down, and third down play, and fourth down play, you know, those, those are them being very consequential moments, right? You know what I mean? As, as you're going, they go into the, the, the drive with like a minute three on the clock and all three timeouts. And they got to go like 30, 40 yards to have an outside shot at a field goal and to win the game, right? And so you're thinking, like, you have to move with pace, but with three timeouts, you, you have the whole field's available, and you can even run the ball if you want. If you, if you get a, an amazing look, super light box, and you just feel like you can, you know, take off for whatever, how many yards, like you can do that, right? And and but then they just did such a poor job, such a poor job in that moment. Um, but then you also have him running for that touchdown, right? Which is not something Cousins to do, and nor is it something that. Uh, Vikings fans have been accustomed to seeing any of the recent quarterbacks do. So, uh, and then, you know, the Josh Oliver touchdown was really a great play. It was fantastic. Fantastic play. So, there there are some good and some bad. I think he, so he stepped out of that game saying with an 80.3 rating, which is about right. You know what I mean? Like, it just, it certainly wasn't a great performance. It wasn't a horrendous performance. You know, 20 for 32, 221 yards, took a couple sacks. He had uh, a touchdown, both running and throwing. He had an interception and a fumble. Right? Well, I guess he had the three fumbles. The one one ended up being the turnover. So, yeah, pretty a humdrum game for Dobbs. Um, and when you attach it to those final two quarters, the Saints, you probably say the past six quarters, he hasn't really been a very good quarterback. Right? And I think that's just basically, like, I know there's so much hype right now around Josh Dobbs, and there should be. Because the circumstances are just still so wild. Um, but he hasn't been great these past six quarters. And, and that's just basically, I think, an objective fact. Now, does that mean you give him the hook and you say, week 12, we're handing it over to Nick Mullins? Or if Jaron Hall is 100% healthy, we're going to hand it back to Jaron Hall? I don't think so. Like I, I think you allow Josh Dobbs to, to play the Bears game. I think he's kind of earned that right. But they're going to go into the bye, Assu- assuming nothing crazy happens, and you fingers crossed that doesn't, they're going to go into the bye following the Bears game, and they're going to have Josh Dobbs, Nick Mullins, and Jaron Hall, who are all healthy. So that is your your backup, your your next backup, and then the guy you traded for at the deadline. Obviously, Cousins is the one who's missing. But you, you got those three quarterbacks, and you feel pretty good about those three, given that you're going into the Saints game with just Dobbs and Mullins. Um, excuse me, Dobbs and Mannion. Sean Mannion. So, you know, the quarterback room is getting healthier. And that gives you more security, should there be an injury. But it also gives you more options. And if Dobbs goes out and kind of continues, basically, if he just mirrors this performance from the Denver game into the Chicago game, that will mean then you have 10 straight quarters of not really playing. Um, two and a half games as you go into your bye week. So, and keep in mind, the, the the point of Mullins was to have a strong backup quarterback should Cousins ever go down. Someone who you believe can kind of keep the ship afloat. Someone who's got starting experience, bit of a gamer, 
teammates respect him. Um, not trying to create a quarterback controversy or anything like that, but you know, you just kind of uh, Dobbs wasn't great. Nick Mullins was the plan initially, and were it not for a back injury, Nick Mullins would have been the solution when Cousins went down. And you maybe don't even get that Josh Dobbs trade in the first place. Um, getting ahead of ourselves, but this is just kind of, I think, the lay of the land to a certain extent. Wow. I'm, I I'm, know, yeah. I'm, I, who's, got, who's got the big spoon? They're going to stir the pot, right? Yeah, that, uh, yeah. Again, I I think, um, I feel like it's really hard to criticize Dobbs considering kind of just what he's coming to. And I think even like, again, if you isolate performance and you talk about it, like you look at these different quarters and, and again, it hasn't been great, but um, I don't... I think again. I know you're not saying that he's like one bad performance and he's out, but uh, there is like yeah. I, I feel like he gives you an opportunity to do something, and I I yep. yep I would have a hard time seeing you pull him out for a Nick Mullins at this point. Like that would that would be my thing, even just from a um I don't know. I I don't believe a whole lot in vibes, but I do feel like there is a little bit of a vibe that that. Uh, Dobbs brings to this team and even just the scrambling um, and you see that touchdown that he ran for like um, the dude is a gamer and and I I just I I think that's what this team needs Um, so again I think unless it gets worse I I think mirroring this performance I think continue to to have a minute again an injury can change things, and and we hope that that, is, that doesn't happen. Yeah, that's, um, that's a different yeah, scenario. Yeah, but um, I don't know. I I um, I do feel even despite the loss, I was thinking about it a little bit this morning, just realizing like at the point when the Vikings were one and four, we were kind of ready to like we we uh, we yeah. made those uh, the the sirens go a little bit on like this yeah. is a lost cause um yet at the same time we did say it feels like it's there it just yeah they just yeah. haven't haven't put it together and it feels like they're putting it together more um but i think last night's just an example of when you see if you're not sharp in this league if you have these turnovers yeah. um you will have a very hard time winning and uh the vikings held off for a very long time making it work yeah. the defense stood up um on several occasions to to keep them uh with a yeah. field goal um but uh again i i have a hard time going too far to the negative considering um if you take the body of work since they went one and four it feels like this is still a very good football team Maybe very good, strong, okay. but it's a yeah. It's, a, it's an above average team that I think still again. I think odds say it too. Um, yeah, looks like you'll probably be a playoff playoff team. Oh yes, yeah. I mean the odds are still very much in their favor. Um, not trying to make a Hunger Games illusion. Um, the Vikings defense. So Denver rushed the ball 15 times for 46 yards. Right, they went two for 12 on third down. Right. And and overall they were held to just 295 yards. A really excellent day from the defense. Um the Sutton play was just he, he's a yeah. Um 
he's a, he's a good player. He's a good player, right? And and it's that's where you really miss a Caleb Evans, who's long and strong. You love having a long and strong dude at corner. On defense, you really want long and strong dudes at edge rusher and at corner, right? Think Daniel Hunter, think of Caleb Evans. Guys with great length, really, really strong. That's what you want. Um, so you tip the cap in that moment. You tip the cap, certainly. But it's really hard to be critical of the way the defense played. The one criticism maybe you could make of them or have is just simply that they didn't create any turnovers. Ivan Pace forced that fumble. It ended up kind of scooting out of bounds. That was kind of a disappointing moment, I think. Um, you know, had they created a turnover or two, we're likely talking about a Vikings win rather than a Vikings loss. Even being negative two in the turnover differential or negative one in differential probably means the Vikings are seven and four rather than six and five. So maybe that's the criticism being had there, but they were kind of put in four spots at various points and up to the very end, uh, field goals. And is it in Denver, for goodness sake? Right? Field goals happen in Denver. Um, so I, I can't be overly critical of Flores. My gosh, he's done an excellent job. Phenomenal job, even. Um, as we were saying previously, to just give the dude a raise, for goodness sake. Keep him in Minnesota. He is, his, his defense is a pleasure to watch. It is a pleasure to watch his defense. And, and not that they're perfect. They still make mistakes. But um, boys, at least they're aggressive when they try. At least they fly around. Uh, we'll see, though. We'll, we'll see, though, with the offense. I, 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 I think that at times, the masses can get too high. The hype can become too much. And I, I, I'm certainly rooting for Josh Jobs as a person, as a quarterback. I think he's a great dude. He's crazy smart. He's a really cool guy. Just such a neat person. Um, and it'd be amazing if he had that Case Keenum magic in him. And if you think back to that season, in his fir- first few starts, Case Keenum did not always thrive, right? And he made boneheaded mistakes throughout the year. Um, and the Vikings didn't start that 2017 season in a great manner. They started 2-2, two and two, I believe, right? So, you know, Dobbs is still getting his feet underneath himself. Um I'll just be curious to see the Vikings for the first, really for the first time since Dobbs came into the game and started playing, the Vikings now actually have legitimate options at quarterback. They didn't have options at quarterback previously. They do now, right? And 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 uh, their next best bet all along was Nick Mullins. They like Nick Mullins. They traded for him, and then they gave him a two-year extension, two-year contract. They like this team. Right, and, and I, I can see why he's a gamer. Again, we'll see. The hope is that Dobbs runs with it. Uh, this is a good team. This is especially with where the defense is going. Uh, this is a good team. Um, final thing I'll say: disappointed with the punting. Two punts, two touchbacks. That's critical field position, critical yardage. Um, and in a game where the, the margin is one single point, those are moments that you are a little disappointed. And I think to myself, not to make too much of this necessarily, here I am creating all this controversy. Um, last year, Greg Joseph was very inconsistent. They didn't have any competition for Greg Joseph in training camp. They just gave him the job. This year, Ryan Wright has been very inconsistent. They didn't have any competition for Ryan Wright. They just gave him the job. It's a correlation causation issue, uh, but I just kind of, it hasn't been an excellent season for Mr. Wright, the sophomore, um, 
And so I do think back a little bit to those, you know, kind of what you're doing in the off season uh, and whether there should be just perpetually be that competition there. Um, anyhow, that's a bit of a, a rabbit trail that we don't have to go down. Well, yeah, again, I, I feel like, um, again, they lost. And so it's, I think it's worth. Um, yeah. You pick apart all po- these tiny little details, Poking some yeah. holes. Um, I, I think we like, again, uh, the difference of, of a win versus a loss. Uh, if something happens, sudden doesn't catch that pass or the Vikings yeah. are able to go down and make a field yeah. goal. I think we're feeling a little bit different. Uh, again, I think it's fair. Like Ryan, right. I thought had a very good rookie season uh, and taking a little bit of a step back. I, I was curious though. Do you give any credit to um, like, does any of that, is any of that offset by that fake punt to Ty Chandler? Like, that was exciting yeah. and a lot gutsy of fun. call. And love, love the call. Love the call. Super gutsy. The execution was great. Um, you know, Denver honestly made it very easy. Yeah. <laughs> With the way that that uh, the end ended up cutting inside. But even if he hadn't cut inside, you've got the numbers. You've, you've got the So you had three blockers, three defenders, and then Ty Chandler. And against that plus one math we always talk about, and so you're basically forcing Denver to react. And one of those guys in the line has to defeat a blocker and then be able to shut down Chandler before he can get to the edge and, and kind of scamper for the first down. You're thinking, friggin' good luck. Like, have you seen this dude run? He is fast, right? So uh, awesome play by Chandler. I know in the game broadcast, we're talking about DePaula, the uh, long snapper just kind of getting it to him. And, uh, and you know, it's again, it's, that's a sneaky, important job, right? Being able to kind of, Kick it over like that, put it in a good spot. Um, love the play. It's simple. Like, literally, like, you know, like kids at every level of football have that fake in. Just a direct snap to the up back, get to the edge. Basic football. But it's one of those ones where, like, if you have the numbers and you have some speed, it works, right? So, uh, tip, tip the cap to the Vikings for that one, certainly. And, uh, yeah, poor. I, I, I guess. Given the field position, I don't think Denver was really thinking big at all, which I guess was part of the point. No, yeah, no, the the like you said, it, credit to the Vikings on a good play, and and thank yeah. you to the Broncos for making that really <laughs> yeah, easy. That's right. Um, yeah, like those blockers yeah. got out there, and it was like they uh, they didn't have to do a yeah. lot of work for for a little no. while. Um, so again, I know we, we jumped a little bit all over the place here with with this game. I don't think there's any like really strong storylines that come out of this. Just like just some yeah. different pieces. Like again, we talked about Dobbs, um, talked about defense. Um, let me ask you this. Let's transition a bit just as we wrap up here to the week ahead. And again, got the Bears Monday Night Football, yeah, uh, at home. Fair enough to say. I think you you got to win this one. Like this is yeah. Uh, like I know this is the second matchup uh, of the year against them, but you you got to win this game. Have um, to have to win it. Um, you are Kevin O'Connell, and again, I know that at the end of the day, this is very much a Justin Jefferson call. Um, mm-hmm. Seeing what you've seen so far, understanding nature of the injury, nature of the player, do you put Jefferson in? Monday night, if he says he's good to go. If he says he's good to go, then I say yes. I say yes, right? And it's, um, he's cleared basically six weeks now. And this will be 
the seventh week by the time Monday Night Football arrives. You even have the extra day, wherever that means, or wherever that's worth, uh, playing on Monday rather than Sunday. Uh, and if he says he's good, then I think he said he's good. Like, I, I know that the Vikings are very cautious, but, I mean, you mentioned it earlier, Sam. It was surprising to see Madison in the game, given that he was concussed just last week, right? So there is a willingness to bring their guys back if their guys are cleared, and the belief is that they are 100%. And, and, if, and if that is there, then the Vikings will will give them the, the green light and the thumbs up, right? So, um, yeah, I, I, I would say bring him back provided he is 100%. And even from there, I know there's some talk about, like, bring him back up 100%. He can do exactly what he uh, was doing prior to the injury. Um, my vote does not mean thing. But I, I don't see there being much. If, if the issue is his lungs and just that he's not kind of used to playing his full complement of snaps, fine. You know what I mean? If it's not like you're not going to re-injure it, he's 100%, he's good but he maybe doesn't have the lungs to play his full 100% snaps. He ends up needing to take three or four series off. Fine. You know, you know what I mean? Like, a, like a, that's, that's, you know, that's better than nothing. And then, and then you, of course, you force Chicago to respect him being in the game, right? And in those critical moments, you have him in the game, right? So, uh, I would, I'm kind of cautiously optimistic that he'll play. Uh, just based off kind of where he's kind of been trending, and we'll see what they decide, I suppose. Because again, what Sam thinks, what Kyle thinks, means jack poop. Jack poop will say it's yeah. very, very little. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I again, like I, I um, concerning the opponent, concerning the player, like I would be cautious. Again, maybe you do say like this is actually maybe a nice way to ease back in. You, you, yeah, have him play um, limited snaps, get him back yeah. in. Gets yep. to gets to try it, then has a bye week to make sure uh, he's exactly. recovered. Um, yeah, I just hate to hate to see anything happen, but I think you look at what happened yesterday, and uh, you've got Hawkinson and Josh Oliver leading the team, uh, and and Chandler leading the team uh, with yeah. four receptions. Um, yeah, that's certainly right. was not um, uh, like again. I think probably you say you're. Not that you say your best receiver, but the best performance is probably from Josh Oliver. Um, like the dude came in as a, yeah. as a as a blocker, and he uh, yeah, he it felt like Dobbs really um, was targeting him. And again, on the goal line, um, it was a great yeah. play down the the seam um, in the second half. I yeah, it this this team is very much better with uh, Justin Jefferson, and no doubt, yeah, see him and Hawkinson and. And uh, Addison all rolling. Um, yeah, man. This that, that trio, especially now. I mean, we were saying it at the beginning of the year, but especially now, now that we've seen what Addison Hawkinson can do. Hawkinson, Addison, Jefferson. Good luck. Good yeah. luck. Those guys are amazing, right? So, yeah, I, I, I hear what you're saying. And I, I say amen. So we'll see. Yeah. yeah. If not... Uh, Again, if not this weekend's the Bears, it does feel, especially oh, with yeah. just the way the designation yeah. is that uh, I, there was conversation about does he come back this year? Uh, that that feels like that's been put to to rest. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. So again, uh, 
definitely looking forward to uh chicago this week again we we said it you, you to continue this run and to continue to the, continue to the playoffs uh you really do need to win this game and imagine saying that you go into your bye uh with a winning record um after how the season started right um, at 0-3 at 1-4 you could go in at 7-5 and yeah I anybody think. would have taken that including the coaching staff yeah exactly and and so we'll uh we can wrap up there again as we said last week we're over uh on youtube now vikings territory yeah. uh youtube page um but again check out vikings coverage over at vikingsterritory.com purpleptsd.com any uh any closing words any any plugs for you now you got it that's uh those are the plugs so i'll just say amen Perfect. Awesome. Okay. Well, have a good week, everyone. Take care. And we'll be back uh, next Tuesday. Mm. See ya.